Tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Oh, yeah! LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max Show as, uh, boy, we've passed the halfway point, haven't we? <laughs> halfway to what? I don't know, but I thought we're at the halfway point. That's all that matters, really, right? I don't know what it is, but I can see it from here. Yes. <laughs> Woke up yesterday like Nanook of the North yeah. and then came home like you're going to lay on the beach at Daytona for spring break. Yep. And then because we're in Alabama, you don't know. Does that mean that it's going to snow this morning mm. or are we going to have tornadic winds? Right. Well, we're going with the tornado, the winds, but not as tornadic. It's just they sound loud. It's that wind today. So, <laughs> yeah, the question mark behind the wind in the next day or so is there more cold weather or hot weather what's coming after that that's I, the next thing i wish i could down. tell you but yeah. uh, i loaned my wheel of weather out so i can't well, spin it today <laughs> you know somebody was making fun of the wheel of fortune one time and i came yeah. up with an idea to do the wheel of meat and got an advertiser for it and did it as a radio promotion and then it got stolen by other radio people who act like that was all right all along no it wasn't go paint your own car and call the cops and say you're being terrorized why don't you do oh, that oh my goodness Oops, it's the Mark and Max Show. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max Show. You ever one of those movies, Mark, that goes through your head and you're like, why is that there? <laughs> I, off the air, I just said, ah, Hosenbagger. Uh-huh, you know, that's yeah. actually from a movie, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I There's a movie that. called yeah. Rook called rookie of the year okay it's about this little kid who wants to be a ball player and he has his two little buddies he has his chubby friend and his kind of skinny dorky friend right and yeah. he's in the middle of the it's like the three stooges if they were dorks in junior high and <laughs> he actually falls and uh the one kid does he falls and hurts his arm and they have to put it in a, a big cast oh. and somehow the cast has tightened up his shoulder, and so they go to a Cubs game, and you know how it is when you're at a Cubs game and you're in the outfield, the opposing team hits a home run, you have to throw the ball back. And they, the stands will scream, throw it back, throw it back, until you do. You don't get to keep a ball in Wrigley Field hit by the opposing team. Hmm. And that, and the, so the kid is out in the outfield, and a home run is hit, and there's people are screaming, throw it back, throw it back, and he does. He throws it well when he, when he lets go. The ball goes from the outfield all the way to home plate, okay, on the fly. Wow. John Candy is the play-by-play announcer, by the way. And anyway, so he signs up and plays Major League Baseball at, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And anyway, the long story short is his name is Garden Hire or something. I don't know. But his coach can never get his name right. The head coach oh, he calls him, uh, he calls him Garden Hoser, Garden Rabbit Hoser. Booger, you know. <laughs> And that's, I think I, I have seen this movie. Yeah. Now, that you, now that you describe it, yeah, I think I have. That's what, and so that's why it's like so. It's like Garden Hoser was one of the names he called him. You know, that's like funny. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just those little things yep. that come into play. You know. <laughs> oh my! The stuff Lions and tigers and bears. The stuff that sticks to your brain. You know. Oh gosh! Mm-hmm. Why couldn't it have been math? <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show where mark and i have collectively decided it's time for everybody in public to wear a name tag it is the heck or either that if if you feel like masking put your name on your front of your mask so we can read it please please i'm serious especially if you're you're gonna tell me to wear my mask i want to know who i'm talking to (laughs) i'm just thinking wouldn't it be so much better instead of having to look at somebody and 
that you know you've met before and you should mm-hmm. remember the name, but you just got no room for him because there's too much, you know, Brady Bunch, Parker's family stuff crammed in there. And it's like, <laughs> hey, how you doing? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, you remember me? Yeah. How are you? Uh, <laughs> Can't yeah. remember your name for the life of me, but you do it all And right. they turn around. And then there's some schmendrick like me going, watch this. I'm going to mess with that old guy over there. Hey, buddy, you remember me? Remember? You know, we've never met, never seen you before. But you're too embarrassed to admit that we've never met. You think, where wow. do I know this guy? And then if, if you're in church, you always give it the old, don't you remember when you were locked up on that DUI charge? Remember? Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and what brings this up is I've been struggling for, like I was yesterday, struggling for a while, actually for a couple of days, trying to remember the name of a server at the restaurant that Mikey and I went to Saturday morning because she's somebody that we kid around with every time we're there. We're there like once every three weeks or so. And we kid around with her and we, and I know she not long ago, she had a little baby and she's so, she's just so, so in love with her little baby boy. And, and she's having another one pretty soon. And, and, and we chat about stuff all the time and I'm struggling to remember her name. I just, ah, I gave her stickers, station stickers the other day when we were there. And I, and I just wanted to, just in case she was listening, wanted to say, Hey, you know, Mm -hmm. the so-and-so at Ken's barbecue, you know, Hey, it's good. It was good to talk with you the other day. Hope you're enjoying the station and the show. And, and so I sent Mike a text and said, Hey, what's this? What is that server's name? And he texts me back. I've never heard her name. I don't know. <laughs> so I've been for days trying to remember a name I've never known. <laughs> Thus the name tag. There you go. Please wear name tags. Life radio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. Great to have you with us today. We appreciate it. You know, you go to the main website for life radio. It's light radio, life radio.fm. Uh, do the daily Bible reading. You can request songs, reach out to us, whatever you want to do right there. Life radio.fm. Now, Mark, you and I have, uh, we've been around the block a little bit as guys. We've been there, done that. Got the t-shirt to prove it. Mm-hmm. And there are people on social media. Well, and online in general that don't know that many times things are not what they appear. The reason I'm sharing this with you is, uh, you know, I'm not the most active on social media. Hmm. I just don't think I'm that interesting, you know, and I don't want to tell you what I ate. I don't want to. And it's like, so other than things that interest me, you know what I mean? It's just, I leave it up to Mark to do that stuff for the show. Thankfully he does. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I do have a personal page and I do post things occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I just, yikes, man, you know, just with my other stuff going on anyway. So I get this, uh, a, a person liked a couple of photos and things like that you know and you get the little thing on facebook that tells you you know when right. uh so-and-so reacted to your photo mm-hmm. and because i don't trust anybody <laughs> i'm like what is this and i thought this is going to be a learning experience i'm going to share with you very quickly here mm-hmm. i clicked on this person i went and looked at this person's facebook page because i'm not replying to a per- private message i'm not replying to anything until i know who i'm talking to yeah yeah i don't care if you th- if you're just a, if you say hey i like your show fine but yeah i don't want to tell you how i feel about anything you know yeah period unless i know who you are so i look at this person and and it's a a young a woman in her mid 20s okay attractive blah 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 and I look at the whole thing and I'm thinking, no, I don't know this person. 
Mm -hmm. This person should not, you know what I mean? There's nothing here. And I'm like, okay, she's a, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, this is, this is a fake thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And the whole idea is what they'll do is they'll use these pictures and it's not sexual in nature when it starts. Okay. Right, yeah. And they just open up, like start talking to you, hitting you up. This is probably a 350 pound guy <laughs> with psoriasis living in his grandma's basement because mom kicked him out and he's, you know, getting, and so I go back and I look and I'm like, this entire Facebook page was created by this 20 something on February 5th. Okay. Yeah. All the pictures loaded within two or three minutes of one another. I mean, well, yeah. And just enough photos that it makes it look like it's a busy little Facebook page. Mm -hmm. But they were all, every photo loaded in a five minute span. Yes. And yes. Anyway, no real comments from anything, mm -hmm. but this person is trolling. So the yeah. reason I'm sharing this with you is if I've, I have a guy that used to work for me years ago who actually thought he was talking to somebody, he got catfished and it started on Facebook and Anyway, he was a, he was so broke the guy could not afford to pay attention, Mark. Whoa. He was that broke. Yeah. He would have to hit me up for money, you know, and but so he could eat. But I find out later that he's been sending money to this person. Uh, and he was in love. Oh no. And I'm like, dude, let me see her, you know. And I Anyway, he was getting <laughs> cav. It wasn't real, you know. Right, yeah. Anyway, and so I I've oftentimes wondered, how do they start that? You know, how do they ingratiate themselves to you? Because most of us know that a 22 year old girl in college is not going to reach out to a 65 year old mm -hmm. overweight, bald guy yeah. to have a relationship looking for an interest. You know, they're yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. And anyway, this is it. They, it's like she already went on and she's liked a couple of our photos and things. And it's like, nah. This is not real. Right. And so, yeah. anyway, I, I just thought it was kind of interesting how this person has masked himself. I'm assuming it's a dude. And uh, I thought about, should I, and I'm asking you this, Mark, should I play? Should I act like I don't know? I'm just curious. I think that's up to you. As, as long as you know going in yes. that uh, that the person on the other end is not who they yeah. present themselves to Oh, be. then there's no way. Yeah, there's you, no way. Yeah, no. you just have fun with it. Just yeah, have this, fun with it. Yeah. Okay. Just, I might. I, I'm going to send but, you stuff on it so you can look <laughs> at it because, no, this is not real. I mean. Yeah. See, I, and, I see that about once a week where I'll, I'll get a new uh, a new friend request oh, or, yeah, yeah. or uh, a new follower over on my, <clears throat> on the little uh, yeah. the political page that I keep, keep up. And I just, and. And I'll go look at it just out of curiosity, and it'll be some absolutely beautiful young lady mm -hmm. in her 20s, yeah. and right. she's saying very complimentary things about me. And if she's saying, hey, uh, how's a good-looking guy like you? And I'm like, well, you don't know me, do you? You yeah. just don't know me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll usually just end up, yeah, I'll block you. No, yeah. sorry. Okay. But I'm with you. So I'm just debating because, you know, I've, I've played with those emails that come in, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and reached and sent. And I've done that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I might have to invest a little time in terrorizing somebody. <laughs> if you got a few minutes when Hank's not terrorizing I you know. or, the, or the cat's not after you, maybe you can uh, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. I'll keep you posted. LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show. And Mark. Everybody, everybody who's ever been in a relationship has gotten into an argument or a disagreement. 
Everybody. I, yeah. Now, if there is that one couple that has never had a disagreement, and then just excuse yourself from this part of the day. <laughs> because the headline says, computer tossed by angry spouse. Yes. Now, immediately, computer tossed? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be angry. It would be former spouse. <laughs> you, th- you throw a computer? Come on now. <laughs> yep. A resident in the Bushwick neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York, reportedly witnessed the untimely death of a pigeon thanks to an airborne iMac computer. <laughs> on Twitter, user Human Mel wrote that the Apple computer was thrown out of a window by an angry spouse, which then <laughs> landed on the innocent and unsuspecting bird. The tweet says, walking in Bushwick and someone's angry spouse just threw this Mac out the window, killing a pigeon on the way down. Well, could an iMac crush a bird to death? Well, judging by the picture human Mel tweeted, it appears the destroyed machinery could be a 27-inch iMac. That's one of Apple's larger and heavier versions of their (laughs) flagship computers. Some Twitter users found the the humor in the morbid situation, which makes me happy. (laughs) One of them tweeted, wow, two days from retirement, too. Oh, about the pigeon. Yeah. Yes. I'm just thinking they're rats with wings. You did the world a favor, but why an iMac? Come on. Oh, as you said, former spouse. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show. And Mark, I, I have to jump right in here and tell you a little while ago when I was talking about the person that's getting ready to try to hose me on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I went ahead and I think I'm going to play. Oh, I'm, I'm debating. I, I am. The reason I say I'm debating is because I don't know how much of a commitment of time I want to make into this. <laughs> but I'm thinking that Nigerian scam guy that got me because he's a barrister. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking about getting that guy hooked up into this. Maybe he can help me terrorize this. Bird. Well, he must be lonely and need to, you know, some companionship. You might want to introduce yeah. him to. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, I used to really like trolls after I saw them in uh, that Frozen movie. You know, I like those guys rolling around like rocks. They're not the ugly trolls I thought from Billy Goat's Gruff. Oh, no. So I'm going to, I am going to be the troll from Billy Goat's Gruff, but I'm going after, I'm going to steal this cat's picture, man. That's funny. And yeah. Thing is, is that I, I went and I looked at all the people that they've already friended, you know, and how quickly they've done that. And it's like, they're all dudes that are like old mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's like they've gotten sucked into this they really think this person is a real person yeah and so fooling his money you ever wonder how they get together yeah. i'm gonna show you how they part you know yeah you know what i think we've discovered here i think we've what? discovered the male counterpart to women who marry inmates ah life radio.fm the mark and mac show singing a song side by side ding 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 it's just one of those days man so i'm glad you did the ding well you know we were talking earlier about the how the weather has been really kind of funky and you've often said we have all four seasons sometimes in the same week we do and it's funny because when we got up uh, this morning it was at the it was as cold as the hottest day the other day you know and it's like I don't know. I, I mean, it was like 46 was yeah. the high the other day. That's what it is this morning. Yeah. <laughs> With a high today of like 70 something. Uh, I don't, yeah. <laughs> but I looked at it and over the next week, it's like partial spring is coming. Now here, here's what's going to happen. Mm. Idiots like me. Yeah. We're going to grab our shorts. We're going to, because it's going to be in the mid seventies 
and we're going to get after it. We're going to work in the yard. We're going to get stuff ready and we're going to put all the cold stuff away. We're going to, and then the cold will come in <laughs> and it'll probably snow and ice and, you know, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah. We'll have another blizzard. <laughs> oh yeah. The blizzard of 93. If you ever hear us talk about that, wow. I didn't even live here then. That's right. how it was so long ago. Yes. But still, yep. You remember that storm in 93 yeah. snowed us in for two weeks. <laughs> That's how bad it was. It was pretty bad. But really. even, you know, it was so bad. And I looked it up his, Historically speaking, you know, and it was funny because, well, it's one of those times when we get snow here where we live, people up north go, y'all close school for that? Yes. We close school if there's a hint that there might be a flurry in the morning, you know? <laughs> a, half inch, there, a half inch yeah. here is, is, is a disaster. I oh, mean, my gosh, yes, it is. If there's a rumor of snow, the store shelves empty, you know? Yep. <laughs> that's when we used to accuse some of the weather guys of owning stock in some of the companies because <laughs> that's the food and true the, you know because you got to have your bread and milk to sit on the front porch to dip your bread in the milk that's all we can figure <laughs> at any rate so we're back up well like was it yes a day a couple of days ago you know we it was like we're dressing like nanook of the north mm -hmm. and saying i wonder when i'll be uncovering the pool well yeah there you go it's coming pretty soon yeah I'm yikes just, i'm looking over the extended uh, just the highs for the days okay yeah Today, uh, about 70, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Tomorrow, 73. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a warming trend. Oh, sorry. Yep. That's getting derailed on Friday. The high will be 47. <laughs> yep. 57 Saturday, 64. And it start, it's ramping back up again. But it's like there's a trip point. It gets to a little over 70, and the weather says, oh, no, you can't have that anymore. Bang, and it drops again. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> just a mess with you man it's just yes it is it's, you don't know what clothes to keep ready you don't know anything yeah. you know it's just like do i need to keep the jacket out do i need to keep the coat out do i what what do i need to do <laughs> well like every day i mean yeah. you know you you grab you keep all our closets are filled with heavy coats and shorts i yes. mean at the same time <laughs> the mark and mac show liferadio.fm the market mag show and uh, a, a little sidebar liferadio.fm uh, on there the daily bible reading actually it is the reading the bible in a year mm -hmm. and you can join us just pick up today okay and uh, or go back and start at the beginning it doesn't matter how you know what you do just once you get into it you're going to find yourself looking forward you know to because of the way that it's put together it yeah. is designed to be able to read the bible in a year and it, it really is the way they put it together it's just entertaining for me i don't mm -hmm. know if it's just gotten that sweet spot you know yeah but i just remember in bible college that there were times when i was studying mark and i mean this where i thought i hope i never ever look at the bible the way i'm looking at it right now mm. because i'm looking at it to try to pass a test tomorrow yeah yeah and i don't ever want the bible to be i mean that's what i was there for mm -hmm. but i really did i was like i don't ever want this to become that right i you know I understand, it's so much yeah. more you know you used to refer to it or you still do uh god's love letters to us and it's like it is so yeah anyway it is. It is. i encourage you to go and check that out at liferadio.fm yeah Oh, now, just as just as a sidebar to that, uh, if you're a busy mom or, or or a busy dad, and you're thinking, when am I going to have time to do this? There's an audio version you can listen in the car, so check it out. It's a good thing. It's better than us. <laughs> Most days it is. <laughs> Every day it is. <laughs> 
Just saying. <laughs> if you got an 18 minute drive to work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. It's us or that. I go with the Bible. I just every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather you never listen to us again and just do that. That's right. Is that going to work? Is that going to make up for what I did? <laughs> <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. You know, Mark. Yes. We take for granted that y'all that take time to listen, that you are familiar with who we are mm. and, and what we do. And, and, and thankfully a lot of you are, but if you are a, a fairly new listener and, and you know, you found the music and you found us and, uh, you found life radio. And just so you know, we are not your inside the box begging no. for money. Um, religious zealots who alienate everybody. Right. We are the religious zealots who, we, we are the, you know. We have different ways of alienating everybody. It, look, man, we just don't see it as our goal no. to alienate the world. It's like no. Jesus got in trouble with the religious people. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of how we look at it. We're, we're patterning our lives after him, mm. not after those who follow him. And I got that from our buddy, Scott Dawson. He that's said, right. Jesus didn't say, follow my followers right and if you follow his followers you're gonna end up in a world of hurt man mm, yeah. oh yeah you'll end up you know what eventually you'll end up in a fetal position in the corner of your room crying <laughs> as the fbi takes you out you know that's what happens you follow his followers hmm who could you be talking about <laughs> oh um, but, come on man he's still on tv back I, in for i know he is and he's he hey in trouble have for, you seen yeah. have you seen the movie on hbo um, the, the one about Tammy Faye. Oh yeah. The, yeah, we've talked about it here. The okay. eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah. Is that what it's okay? Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of it. Wow. Yeah. I remember talking about it now, but yeah. again, I think I need to get you to wear your name tag bill because <laughs> I'm having a little trouble over here. <laughs> I, I, I first I'd have to remember my name. Uh, liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and there's a story mark that has been sitting right here you sent it yesterday mm -hmm. and it's right here in the pile okay yes and for whatever reason i keep just going somewhere else <laughs> so let's do an american airlines flight story so i can get this page off my desk okay an american airlines flight was diverted to kansas city international airport in missouri Sunday. You know, i got a story about kansas city mark i You're thought i'd go no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it, this happened Sunday afternoon because of an unruly passenger, the airline says in a statement. This is becoming a very common story nowadays. American Airlines Flight 1775 with service from Los Angeles to Washington, D.C., diverted to Kansas City due to an unruly passenger, says the statement provided to news mm -hmm. uh, organizations. The flight landed safely at 2.28 p.m. local time, and law enforcement was requested to meet the flight on arrival. We're grateful to our crew members who are consistently dedicated to the safety and care of our customers. Oh, tell us what happened. Come on. All right. Well, the uh, the spokesperson for the Kansas City Aviation Department, Joe McBride, says there was a passenger interfering with the flight crew. He adds that the incident will be under the jurisdiction of the FBI. The FBI confirmed the incident in a statement, adding the individual in question had been taken into custody. Quote, the flight was diverted due to an unruly passenger interfering with the flight crew. The individual has been taken into custody. custody. We no all further, knew that. Yes, all right, no further. I know this is the way they write news stories, though. I know. They keep repeating the stuff you what already happened? know. It's like, I, I have I have this many more words to fill. What can I repeat? The they F already did it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, we know. Okay, yeah, right. let's see. 
You're on a flight. It diverts to an airport we're not supposed to land on. An unruly passenger is arrested. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. What yeah. did said unruly passenger do to require them to divert? All right. Well, uh, Muaz Mustafa, a resident of Washington, D.C., was aboard okay. the flight and told CNN. But he, he wasn't saw- the guy that they did it for. Yeah. If I saw that name and my first thought was, okay, I'm like profiling now, man. And here's what happens, you know, when you profile. Oops. <laughs> he was just right. the witness, supposedly. Right. Well, this guy witnessed. He said if he, he saw a flight attendant yelling to another flight attendant to turn the lights on, the plane began rapidly def- descending. More people went up to the front of the plane to help hold pa- uh, the passenger down. And uh, Mustafa says the passenger was trying to get into the cockpit and open the plane door. And a flight attendant used a coffee pot to hit the man over the head. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> wow when the, thinking when the flight landed police and the fbi came on board passengers were being rescheduled on another flight um sadly yeah. the witness mustafa was searched for the next 48 hours and they couldn't <laughs> find anything on him so they let him go <laughs> life radio.fm the mark and max show it's great to have you with us today you know you can listen to great music all day long Okay, the soundtrack for your life playing all day and uh, it, you you will kind of get hooked. You know, mm-hmm. you start listening and it's just it it really does operate for me, Mark. And you and I've talked about this on and off the air. There are days when if it, you like listen to talk radio all the time, you'll get really frustrated, you know, <laughs> and because you think, how can people believe this garbage over here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's like. You feel like you're in a Billy Preston song, you know, will it go around in circles all the time, back, all around. And it's like, at some point, I'm not saying you have to, you know, unhook from the world and what's happening, but golly gee whiz, Beef, there's mm-hmm. more to life than that, you know? Yeah, true. And so, anyway, the music helps. It helps me anyway, yeah. in a big way. Yeah. All right. Mark, um, yes. there's a story about exploding maple trees, and I thought you were messing with me. <laughs> I really thought you were just, you know, toying with me a little bit, you know? They're exploding everywhere. I thought this was one of those that you were going to see if I would bite, you know, and then you're going to go, I'm just kidding. I made it up. No, no, it's, it's actually a real thing that really happens. Um, uh, in Collin County, Texas, locals recently heard a number of trees cracking in the icy weather they've had. Um, <clears throat> Lauren Reber of Princeton says, we listened to them all night. Sounds like gunshots going off. In 2005, exploding maple trees were the basis of an April Fool's Day hoax from the media. But while trees don't exactly detonate like bombs, they have long been seen as vulnerable to the frigid weather this time of year. Wilderness expert Linda Runyon described seeing and at night hearing maple trees explode in the bitter chill while living off grid in upstate New York. In her book, The Essential Wilderness Survival Guide, she says, when it was 40 degrees below zero at night, (laughs) I I laid awake and listened to trees explode. That's a true wilderness thermometer. Well, like Runyon, Stuart McKenzie, a master arborist and expert at trees.com, is personally acquainted with the phenomenon. He says, I've been awakened many cold winter nights hearing trees explode. Okay, Mark, how is this so common? And you and I both are like, what? (laughs) It's because here in Alabama, where we have four seasons in a week, it doesn't get right. cold enough for long enough for trees to freeze all the way through. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because liquid freezing expands and 
the uh-huh. liquid inside the core, the core of the tree, as it expands, it's going to crack and possibly split wow. the tree wide open, explode. It still sounds made up. It does. You know? I mean, because I, I, science. You need to call your brother when he gets back up to Alaska and get some pictures of this, man. Because, you know. <laughs> the land of no trees? No. Yeah. That's not no, true. the tundra. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show good to have you with us today and uh more music less nesman you know <laughs> hey les yeah, good for what you. do you call those tiny mexican dogs <laughs> well it's in a story here we go <laughs> it's in the story <laughs> yes in this one about well you know we've had the story of uh, birds just dropping from yes. the sky okay uh-huh. i mean it has happened but this particular flock of birds falling from the sky happened in uh, the city of oh, Chihuahua. Chihuahua in Mexico. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Here, remember, I told you I didn't get much sleep last night. Authorities yeah. are struggling to explain a viral video showing a huge flock of birds suddenly and mysteriously dropping dead in mid-flight. Security footage shows close to 100 yellow-headed blackbirds migrating from northern Canada to Mexico for the winter, crashing to the ground in the northern Mexican city of Chihuahua. (laughs) Chihuahua. The incident took place on the morning of February 7th. Local police investigated the scene and confirmed they had found hundreds of dead birds. Local residents called the police after they came across the dead birds on their roads and paths. Authorities are baffled about what caused the birds' deaths, with a local vet suggesting that they could have inhaled toxic fumes from a nearby heater or been victims of an overcharge from electricity cables. Wait a minute. A heater? Electricity cables? Come on. Birds are up there flying around, dropping dead. Come uh, on. Yeah. The heater in my bedroom is really going to make them drop. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I, eh. Authorities are baffled. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, another possible explanation is that the incident was the result of bird error. Birds flying in what's called a murmuration. That's uh, which that's when a large group of birds all fly together and change direction together. You've seen that. Happen mm-hmm. in this oh, sky. yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's mesmerizing to watch. It's usually a graceful affair. However, mm-hmm. it's possible that this flock made a miscalculation while they were trying to ev- evade a predator. And when I watched the video, that's what I saw. Because really? it looked like this this huge, if they say hundreds are, of birds, it was thousands of birds. It's like it, there were mm-hmm. so many of them, you couldn't see through them. There were just, there's no spaces, what? just masses of birds. And they all come flying straight towards the pavement. And most of them turn and fly back away and there's a bunch of them left on the ground. Some of them, it's like they shake it off and get back up and, and fly off again. And I was like, <laughs> shake it off, man. <laughs> Boy, that was that was rough, man. Hey, wait for me. And the rest of them are all just laying there still, or they're they're dead. They flew into the yeah. ground so hard, you know, it was all over for them. And that's hmm. what I think this was. But I just love, I just love wow. that. Oh, it could have been heat of uh, this heater, yeah, or electrical lines, <laughs> yeah. Ah. Where'd you get your degree? Hmm. <laughs> I think it actually was a UFO that was using its cloaking device. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, we couldn't see it. Oh, now we're there. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, there's a a story about Madden NFL game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
it just made me think there is a, a show it's on HBO right now about uh, Terry Bradshaw and um, it, I think it's uh, going deep, but uh, the former football player and NFL commentator and sometimes actor, hmm. um, he put together a, a stage show and uh, did it for a couple of nights in Branson. And I'm telling you, I, my first thought was Terry Bradshaw on stage. I mean, Terry's a funny guy and yeah. you know, he's got great stories and I kept thinking, but really how, how can you do a couple of, how can you do that on stage? You know? Right, yeah. And so I watched it out of curiosity. Oh my goodness. Really? You know? Yes. I, uh, I, I have to tell you that he, um, he is an interesting man. Okay. But talking about, you know, football in the seventies, it didn't get any better than the Pittsburgh Steelers with Terry Bradshaw with, you know, Alabama native, uh, John Stallworth as one of the receivers and, uh, a Lynn Swan on the other side and, you know, the iron curtain defense and all that. I mean, it just is a phenomenal, you know, uh, story of the football in the seventies. Anyway, it, he, it, he actually sings, you know, he does a little bit of that. Not well, but I mean, he has fun. Mm-hmm. It's like he's on stage having fun. It's like, that is a stage show I would pay to see. Huh? And, uh, well, I don't have to now cause I got it on HBO, but anyway, <laughs> it, you know, it was just, it was kind of reminded me of the Mike Tyson thing, you know, when he was off Broadway and uh, they did the thing directed by Spike Lee and, you know, uh, not now back then. Anyway, wow. it was just, anyway, I encourage you to watch it if you hmm. get the chance, okay. but all right, just, that's interesting. He talks about dealing with, uh, being, you know, going through depression and things like that. And, uh, he does it with a sense of humor, but seems to be very honest about things. Hmm. So I was just shocked. I'm like, if I went to Branson, Missouri, that's not a show I would expect to see. No, no, no. You don't expect to be driving down the street and seeing Terry Bradshaw on the marquee right. up front. You just I'd be like, <laughs> okay, are we talking about the football player, Terry? Or is this yeah. a new singer with Terry spelled with an I? I mean, you know. It's a new country star. Boy, that's going right. to be interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. so uh, Madden NFL game. Yeah. This has uh, always been a big deal. Yeah, the makers of the video game Madden NFL teamed up with some real-life NFL players to break a Guinness World Record. Because we had to have one story from yes. Guinness, you know, at Thank least. You, Mark. We may actually have more. Shakes, We're not through yet. Um, <laughs> with the game projected on the side of a Las Vegas hotel. Ooh. That's big. Hmm. Guinness World Records said EA Sports constructed an additional area on top of the Tropicana Hotel's club tower so the projection screen could be expanded to 47,337 square feet. The Los Angeles Chargers' Derwin James and the Cleveland Browns' Nick Chubb then used the screen to complete to compete head-to-head against the Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons, and the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson, in the NFL Pro Bowl experience, a new feature of Madden NFL 22's Superstar KO multiplayer mode. Again, his adjudicator was on the scene to confirm the game set a new record for the largest projected video game display. The previous record of 46,733.65 square feet was set in August of 2021 when a game of uh, Garena Free Fire was projected onto another Las Vegas building. Wow. That's huge. That is. (laughs) That's just, I would have, I don't know, man. I would come up with these ideas, you know. I would have liked to have been there and seen that happen. I, yeah. I'm not one that plays the games, but I would if right. I would have loved to have been in Las Vegas and seen the hotel lit up that way. The people playing a, they're playing a, a game against each other on the I side know, of a building. <laughs> what would be funny though is if you and I went and staged something like that and played yeah. pong. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then we'd get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> 
liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show, and uh, we do appreciate you joining us. We ask every day, if you don't mind, just share it with somebody. Post it on you know social media. Hey, listening to liferadio.fm or download the daily podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you know, one of the things that LaDonna tricks me into watching shows that if I actually thought about it, I wouldn't. So she tricks me into it and I get hooked on it. And the yeah. next thing you know, I'm, you know, I'm looking up people's personal lives on the internet about a show I saw on discovery. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I didn't think she was doing that bad on her diet, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, <laughs> the 600 pound, uh, oh, life. My goodness, oh, yeah. I know. It, it's like, okay. I'm just saying it, the goal here for most of the, if you're over 600 pounds is I want to get this surgery so that, you know, mm. I can lose weight mm-hmm. and they go and they drive to Houston to meet doctor now. And the first thing, you know, he does is he asks them about their eating habits, which they all lie. Yeah. But you know, cause they show leading up to this, they show what they eat. And it's like, they eat more in one sitting than I eat in a week. Mm-hmm. And you're watching this and you're thinking, okay, doctor now asks him, well, you know what you're doing is bad. You know, you're not eating right. So what, what do you want me to do? Mm-mm. You know, it's like, you know, you, you got to change your eating habits Yeah. and they're like, well, doctor, now I just need help. Yeah, you do. But you know, what was your tipping point? Was it, you know, five fifty one? Is that when you went, Hey, I got a little, you know, anyway, I think I just, might have a problem. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, first thing, my, I can't get in my house anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like, if the fire company has to come to take you out, you know, if they anyway. have to take out a wall for you to be yeah. able to go to the park, I mean, if, if yes. Dick Gregory is knocking on your door with Richard Simmons, yeah, chances are the first thing though is, okay, well, if you want to lose weight, why haven't you just stopped eating so yeah. much? And it's like, but I can't, well, you're going to have to, you know, weight loss surgery is not going to help you mm-hmm. if you don't change. And anyway, so it's, it's kind of cool because. I've learned a lot about it. And, um, and that's why he puts them on a diet and then he yes. basically tests them. Yeah. And, and they have to hit certain goals. Right, and yeah. look, if you weigh 600 pounds, okay, I'm serious. Now, if you weigh that much and you actually do the diet, because he tells you in order just to maintain, not to gain weight, but if you weigh 600 pounds, you have to eat over 6,000 calories a day just to maintain your weight and not lose any. Wow. 6,000 calories a day. And so I, 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 I got to do that. I've got to, uh, 6,000 calories a day. I'm in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's just to maintain your weight. If you're over 600 pounds. Yeah. And the thing yeah. is that, you know, he puts them on a 1200 calorie a day diet, um, with a high protein, low carb diet. And yeah, that's kind of like breathing. If you're at that yeah. level, you know, <laughs> so they come in a month later or two months later and they haven't lost, you know, five pounds or whatever. And he's like, and I followed your diet. I did everything. I don't know what happened. It's like, really? There's, there's no way. I mean, right, yeah. it's, and then they always say, he just doesn't understand me. I'm like, really? Yeah. This guy does this for a living anyway. Yeah. But they're the consistent thing all the way through is if you do the diet, you know, you're going to lose weight. And not only are you going to lose, like he'll give him a goal of 60 or 80 pounds over the next two months. Right. And that's because he knows it's going to, it's not easy. It's going to take time. But if they were to start following the diet immediately, Mark, to go to 1200 calories a day. And really, if they did it, honestly, they would lose a hundred pounds in 30 days. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how much you would lose when you're that big. Yeah. And you know, I have learned the bigger you are, the easier it is to drop the weight. And, uh, Anyway, it's just kind of interesting how they will, they're like drug addicts going to rehab. Yeah. You know, Danny Bonaducci wrote in his book about all he's going to rehab the first time and people are standing in line passing out, you know, because they're eating pills or whatever they can take, just taking all their drugs, you know, before they go into rehab. Yeah. And he's like, it never occurred to him that people heading into rehab would, you know, 
it's like they're making the last mile, the last meal, you yeah, know, for the yeah. death penalty or whatever. And they're yeah. eating everything they can, passing out. And uh, that's how these people are when they go to Houston. They're, mm. It doesn't matter if it's a two-hour drive or a 12-hour drive. They're going to stop about every 45 minutes to eat something, you wow. know? I know. Wow. And so this, this, this doctor, what's his doctor now? Is that his name? Yeah, now Zarden. Yeah. They call him Dr. Now. Okay, this doctor now. Has he gotten awards from the Restaurant Society in Houston? Because he's really driving their business up. <laughs> Actually, if he does his job right, he's drying their business up. <laughs> <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. Uh, Mark, before we go, for I got to say one thing. Yeah. Okay. Mark and I have both dealt with weight issues. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. So whenever we talk about losing weight or whatever, I know that for millions of Americans that weight truly is an issue. Um, there are some medical things that happen that cause us to gain weight, but most of the time it's our own behavior that causes it. Okay. Yeah. And what we eat. So we're not knocking anyone for something we haven't already dealt with or gone through or are currently going through ourselves. It's just, you know, I will tell you when I lost a lot of weight a couple of years ago, my family gave me so much grief thinking I, you know, thinking you I was sick? lying to them. Yes. I was like, <laughs> Well, you know, and the thing is, I did it because I thought, yeah, I'll look better. I'll feel better. And I looked in the mirror. I thought, who is that old saggy gray? What? Oh, it's me. Oh, now I get it. Okay. And so I drove through McDonald's. I mean, that was pretty much it, you know, right away. So seeing the story, woman vows to quit fast food. What caused this woman to vow to quit fast food, Mark? She's sworn off fast food for good after finding a McDonald's cheeseburger she kept for five years why did she keep it for five <laughs> well years? receptionist megan condry claims she purchased two cheeseburgers and some fries from a, a mcdonald's drive through back in november of 2017 but after finishing one of the burgers off she tossed the other in the back of the car planned to eat it later the 41 year old from washington dc forgot about the burger for a few days and when she found it later she noticed it hadn't started to go bad, so she decided to <laughs> conduct an experiment to see how long it would stay that way. Megan stored the burger in the back of her wardrobe for five years and discovered it again last month while sorting out her Christmas decorations, and she was flabbergasted by the results. Despite it being rock hard, Megan said it still looks the same as the day she <laughs> bought it. The bun, <laughs> beef patty, and cheese remain intact with no sign of mold, and and not to or rot of any kind taking hold she says it it was untouched until around three weeks ago i was in the closet sorting my christmas stuff and i knocked the bag and the burger rolled out i'd forgotten about it (laughs) (laughs) she said it was as hard as a hockey puck i I could probably smash a window with it everything's completely (laughs) dry and it could start to crumble there was no smell whatsoever and it looks the same as the day i bought it I've tried to pry it apart, but if I try if if I try to take it apart, I think it'd break. It's just a solid mass. I want to wow. know what it looks like on the inside, but I can't see it. It hasn't shrunk in size or evaporated. I assume there's no bacteria to it. <laughs> it wow. makes me sick. I think it has so many preservatives in it. How else could it have lasted that long? Wow. Now McDonald's says they use only 100% USDA inspected beef and that there are no preservatives or fillers in their beef patties. After seeing the results of her experiment, Megan has vowed never to eat McDonald's again and has even ditched fast food altogether in a bid to lose weight. Good for her. Yeah. I have no problem with fast. I have, I'm, you know, I believe if you want to do it, go do it, you know? Mm -hmm. 
I don't particularly like to uh, do a lot of fast food because it does mess with you, you know? Oh, it does. But yeah. every now and again, you get that craving where you really just oh. want something and, uh-huh. you know. Yes, you do. And you know, you know you're going to pay for it later. Oh, yeah. You know in advance it's not mm-hmm. good for you. You know yep. hey, this is everything negative about it, but you want right. it anyway. You but, know? you know, Mark, I think I told you this. LaDonna and I were together together doing what old people do on a friday night or whatever i think we'd gone to walmart walking around shuffling you know oh, i was carrying okay. her purse <laughs> falling and, asleep uh, in front of the tv is what i thought you were going to say but oh no we were actually at well they, well it was too early for that some was still up but anyway so we both had a craving at the exact same time both wanted a big mac right hmm. and it was like so hey we did you know wow we didn't go inside you know because well anyway we'd go through the drive through and we pull in the, and we just pull into a space in the parking lot to eat and I am not knocking the food because I do like McDonald's food mm-hmm. for the most part. It was the worst food ever. Wow. I, we looked at it and it was like, this, what's wrong with this? There's something wrong with this mm. because it just did not taste right. You know, yeah. and when you're craving it and you want it, it's like, yeah, it was just, I don't know what was wrong, but mm-hmm. it was so wrong. And it was like, everything looked fine. The service was great. The people were friendly, you know cost us an arm and a leg, but still, you know, everything was as expected. Mm. It was the taste. Mm. And I thought when I saw this story, my first thought was, did they get this out of that manager's office? And it, you know, I might've eaten it, man. Just saying. Life radio.fm, the market Mac show. And you know, <laughs> Because we're big old fat guys, we've been sitting here talking about food ever since. So we did the last break. (laughs) We're talking about the last. He's talking about the last Uh, time he went to McDonald's. I'm talking about the last time I went to Taco Bell, which will be the last time. There you go. (laughs) And Uh, thinking about lunch today. Well, there's a five guys over there. I I was thinking about John Panette, you know, and Panette talking about going to Italy and how they feed him. Anyway, but there's this uh, tiny Italian Timmy. He didn't make it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a this little town in Italy. Yeah that has a remarkable Guinness book of world records type statistics. It I don't does. know if it is, but yeah. an upcoming, upcoming birthday in a small town of about 1700 people is expected to earn the municipality an unusual distinction as the home of 10 people over the age of 100. Wow. Yeah. Vittorio light celebrated his hundredth birthday Saturday in the town of, uh, Perdestifugu? Is that it? I don't know. In this town on the island of Sardina, Sardinia. Um, and Puccia Lai, who shares the same last name but isn't related, will celebrate her 100th birthday on February 20th. Sardinia has been identified as Holy one Lord. of the five places in the world with the highest concentration of centenarians, with 33.6 people over the age of 100, 100 for every 100,000 residents. Now, they did some mm. weird math because there's yeah. only 1,700 people there, okay? Right. I'm, the same guys that did this math are the guys that did the DNA math at OJ's trial, okay? Just yeah. Saying. Yeah. Well, made headlines in 2012 when the Melis family was certified by the Guinness World, uh, world Records as the world's oldest set of nine siblings. Consolata Melis, the family's eldest sibling, holds the record for the town's oldest ever resident after dying at the age of 108 in 2015. Scientists who have studied the town said clean air, active lifestyles, and healthy diets all likely contribute to the high concentration of residents over 100 years old. Um, Luisa Solaris, a a demographics professor at the University of uh, Caligari, told uh, The Guardian 
The presence of 10 centenarians confirms the exceptional longevity of the inhabitants of uh, this town and moves the bar mm-hmm. even higher. I'm just thinking about if you had a kid when you were 20 years old, right? Yeah. You're 108 and you go, hey, let's see if we can get to Billy's birthday party. Hey, Billy, here's your little crown. Wear this. Mom, I'm 88 years old. You know, it's like. You know what they probably do not have on the island of Sardinia? What? A McDonald's. Begin your day with a smile. The Mark and Mac Show, weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm.